There's a lighthouse on a hillside that overlooks life's scene. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us o'er. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would be no more. Says, tear that lighthouse down. The big ships don't sail this way anymore. There's no use of it standing round. But then my mind goes back to that stormy night where just in time I saw the light. The light from that old lighthouse that stands there on the hill. And I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to Him. Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin, He Take your Bibles this morning and go to the book of Isaiah. Go to the book of Isaiah. I am going to uh, read a passage of Scripture and then I'm going to have a little bit of fun. Okay, uh, and It's kind of therapeutic because the subject that I'm dealing with, this is very important. Uh, I could get real mad preaching a message like this and get real fired up and I don't know, I might get ugly. And I don't want to do that. I, I want to preach the truth in love and in a good spirit. And so, um, bear with me as I share some things with you uh, that is maybe therapeutic for me. I want to help you all out. But Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Whenever the Bible says woe unto them, that's not good for them. Okay, that, That's basically a curse. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. 
Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. I want you to notice just the why would somebody call good evil and evil good? I'm telling you right now, it's going on today, big time. Things that are good are being branded as evil. Things that are evil are being branded as good. And just so you all know where I'm coming from, okay? The source of good is the Word of God. The source of truth is the Word of God. It is not what Brother Tommy thinks. It is not what Liberty Baptist Church says. It's what the Word of God says. That is the source of truth. That determines what's good and what's evil. And around here, that's just there's no argument about that. That's just the way it is. All right. Now the world, unfortunately, there's a, a different there's different definitions for a lot of things. Our, when we live in a world where good is being called evil and evil is being called good, in our world today, they're, they're literally they're changing our language. They're taking words that used to mean good things and now they mean evil things, and, by, and vice versa. I mean, they're literally changing our language. And you know, I got to thinking about you know, I, I got to thinking about this, and this is this is just for fun. But the subject I'm going to be talking about today, or the title of my message. Is politically correct equals incorrect. Okay. Politically correct equals incorrect. And I'm sure you're all familiar with the term, or, you know, that term politically correct. And you know, we're not supposed to say anything that would offend anybody. And let me tell you something, there's always somebody that's going to be offended by absolutely everything. I mean, I, our family, we offend people walking into restaurants sometimes. I mean, because you've got all these people that think the world's overpopulated, you know, too overpopulated, and they're offended when they see a big family coming in with six kids. You know, especially a conservative family like ours. I mean, you see some of the looks we get sometimes. And, I, you know, it, does that make you mad? No. You should see the looks I give the people in the world sometimes. I'm pretty scared uh, out there. So, I figure don't dish it out if you can't take it, and I'm going to keep dishing it out. I'm going to keep looking at them funny, so they can look at me funny. That's fine. But you know, I thought I want to help us out today, and I want us to look at some words that we need to quit using, and some new terms that we should start using because we want to show that we're evolved, right? You know, we don't want to look like you know we're these old timers or anything like that. We want to make sure we make that next step in our evolution, and so. From now on, we need words like bald, okay? That I, you know, you can't tell bald jokes because I might get offended. I'm going bald, all right? So it's not bald. I'm not bald. I'm follicularly challenged. That's. Or if somebody stinks, body odor, it's a non discretionary fragrance. And if someone's clumsy, don't call them clumsy, they're uniquely coordinated. Alright, y'all, y'all better take notes of these because we need, you need to make that next step. A criminal, don't call them a criminal, that's mean. They're behaviorally challenged. Alright. Somebody's dead, uh, can you offend a dead person? Uh, <laughs> they're living impaired. Alright, so. Dishonest, ethnic, or ethically disoriented. Drunk, chemically inconvenienced. <laughs> Fail, Achieve a deficiency. <laughs> Fat, horizontally challenged. <laughs> Ghetto, economically disadvantaged area. Gossip, speedy transmission of near factual information. 
Uh, ignorant, knowledge-based, non-possessor. Late, rescheduled arrival time. I like this one. Lumberjack, tree murderer. <laughs> Natural disaster. That's a global warming occurrence. Short, vertically challenged. Shy, conversationally selective. Talkative, abundantly verbal. Tall, vertically enhanced. Ugly, cosmetically different. <laughs> I like this to do. Unemployed, involuntarily leisured. Uh, white trash, white trash. <laughs> worst, if you're not, it's not the worst, you're the worst, you're the least best. Anyway, wrong, differently logical. And uh, I think that was the last one I had. So y'all, I hope you all took notes of those and you need to start using those because we need to make sure we evolve with society, right? And you know what? You know, we're having fun with this stuff, but it's literally it's, it's getting out of control. The political correctness. And I guess what made me think about this, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of stories. I've got, I've got several things here that I, you know, I could look at to get us uh, fired up about. But we're, you know, we're not supposed... They're, they're trying to control our words. They're trying to control what we say. They're trying to change words. And we're not allowed to just see truth for what it is anymore. We're not allowed to notice the obvious anymore according to the world, according to the news media. If you watch a lot of the mainstream news media, you might be caught up in some of this stuff. But I'm telling you right now, it's not true, it's lies. And I was listening to the radio this week and it just it blew my mind. But I'm sure you all heard about the big shooting that happened this week. And one of the titles of the story was How Did Gunmen Go From Ordinary Suburban Kid to Killer? Now, I knew exactly what happened when I heard about this story. I knew exactly what happened. And you know what? You all are going to think bad of me when I tell you why I knew exactly what happened. Because you know what? We've been programmed to be politically correct. But let me tell you something, folks. Politically, incor- or politically correct equals incorrect. And you know what? I want to be in the business of being right. And so I'm going to start this story off. And I, the clue that gave away what was going on when the shooting happened, you will find out in the first three words of the story. Muhammad Yusuf Abdulaziz. I knew exactly what happened. And yet, all week, I listened to him on the radio. Boy, we can't figure out what caused this. Boy, we don't understand. Muhammad Yusuf Abdulaziz pulled up to his military targets in a rented silver Mustang convertible wearing a vest with extra ammunition, wielding at least two long guns, either rifles or shotguns, and a handgun. His once clean-shaven face was covered with a bushy beard. Hmm. Nothing wrong with beards, folks. Okay, But, you know, it... When it's a Muhammad Yusuf Abdulaziz, that means something. I know that's I'm stereotyping. I know, and I know we've been told not to do that. But listen, this is not a mystery. What happened? This is, it is very clear. Abdulaziz slaughtered four Marines and wounded three others at this time. Now there's been another Navy person that's died since uh, since this was written. Three others in the attacks, including a sailor who died Saturday in the hospital. The image of Abdulaziz described by investigators doesn't square with the seemingly pedestrian suburban man that neighbors and classmates knew. A clean-cut wrestler, a brother of a tennis player, the son of parents who drove no-frills cars. He was a man who played with the neighborhood kids growing up and gave a lift to a neighbor who became stranded in a snowstorm. 
Just days before the shootings, Abdulaziz was seen dribbling a soccer ball in his yard and told two longtime friends he was excited and upbeat about his new job at a company that designs and makes wire and cable products. Everything seemed fine. He was normal. He was telling me work was going great, said Ahmad Salim Islam, who knew Abdulaziz through the Islamic Society of Greater Chattanooga and saw him at the mosque two or three nights before the attack. Okay, now listen. I please don't get mad at me, all right, folks. I'm just I'm I speak the truth, folks. Okay. Islam is not a peaceful religion. Okay? Go read the Quran. It's not peaceful. I know the media keeps telling us that. I know our president keeps telling us that. I know President Bush kept telling people that. I know our president, the day that this shooting took place, he was going and he sent out this greeting for whatever the holiday. It was like the final day of their holy month of Ramadan or whatever that might have had something to do with that shooting. While he's there, you know, greeting the Muslims and trying to be friendly to the Muslims, while our former president, after 9/11, was having all these meetings trying to figure out why they hate us, you know, while they're trying to figure out what did we do wrong to make them want to attack us, the answer is very clear: it's just not a peaceful religion. And you say, no, the most of them are peaceful. Listen, this guy, from what they're saying, he went and he had taken some trips to Kuwait. Or they're probably thinking he probably got radicalized over there. But let me tell you something. If he got radicalized, we see he was in his mosque just a few days before. Why was he comfortable? If that's a peace-loving religion, why was he comfortable in his mosque? If they're promoting peace and promoting being kind to others, why was he so comfortable in that mosque? It's just not a peaceful religion and I'm saying all this not because I'm here to talk about Islam or anything today. I'm here to say this so you all can get these bad feelings that I know are there. You know, and I'm not picking on you for it. They were they're put there by the media. They're put there by our world. These things are being shoved down our throats. We're being lied to. We are not allowed to blame Islam on these things. Our 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 president. One of the things that he's since he's been in office, one of the things he's done, according to a new army manual, U.S. soldiers will now be instructed to avoid any criticism of pedophilia and avoid criticizing anything related to Islam. Now, why would they add the pedophilia in there? Well, first of all, I think they're the next group that they're going to be seeking rights. Second of all, Muhammad. The Prophet Muhammad was a pedophile. So we can't say bad things about pedophiles because we might offend Muslims. I'll say bad things about those people all day long. And you know what? If there's a Baptist that turns out to be one, I will continue to bash them. Because you know what? We don't believe that. We don't promote that. And anybody that found out was one, I mean, we're going to throw them out. We're not going to let them around, let them around here around our kids. Because we are against that stuff. And so if they're so peaceful, if they're so good, they shouldn't be offended by that. But yet, we're not, they're in the military, they're instructed not to talk about that. The Obama administration has banned all U.S. government agencies from producing any training materials that link Islam with terrorism. In fact, the FBI has gone back and purged references to Islam and terrorism from hundreds of old documents. So our president, he, he can't, when he's giving these speeches, he can't even bring himself to say Islam when he's talking about these groups. He just he won't do it. Watch the way he avoids the word because we are having it shoved down our throats that it's it's peaceful, it's wonderful, and it's not. 
And that's just the truth. And that sounds terrible. And I know you're probably thinking, boy, Pastor, you're a racist. I'm not a racist. I love Muslim people. I love them enough to tell them the truth. I love them enough that I will share the message of the Gospel with them. I care about them enough. I'm not going to lie to them and tell them they're okay and wonderful when they need to get saved. They need to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Jesus can save them just as easy as He could save me and just as easy as He could save you, but we're not going to help them by lying to them. And I said, our country is just its out of control. We can't ever offend anybody, but yet in Times Square in New York, they were allowed to put up a billboard that had a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross and underneath a picture of Santa. And the title on there, Keep the Mary, Dump the Myth. Now, can you imagine doing anything like that negative against Islam? And here's the thing too. On 9-11, I believe it was 19, just happened to be Muslims, they were the ones that did those attacks on the planes. And yet, now look at all the extra security that everyone has to go to. And you know what immediately did? We've got to make sure we don't single out Muslims. Because that's stereotyping. That's racial discrimination. And discrimination, that's actually one of those words that we're not allowed to use anymore that's not a bad word. I mean, to discriminate... uh, I've got the definition of discriminate right here. It just means to distinguish, to observe the difference between. As we may usually discriminate true from false. Okay, Now, this is from the Webster's 1828. It's probably a lot different now because this is discriminate's a bad word. It means to separate, to select from others, to make distinction between, as a, this is Webster's 1828 dictionary, as in the last judgment, the righteous will be discriminated from the wicked. Okay? Our God discriminates. Okay? You remember when he, the way he discriminated when that angel went through on the Passover and everyone that didn't have blood on their door? Firstborn in that house died. They discriminated. Just people who didn't have it. Just Egyptians. Why? Because they were the ones that were against God. They were the ones that were doing wrong. And we have just had these things just programmed. And we've had them shoved down our throats. And we're changing definitions. We're changing words. And listen, God cares about these details. They do matter. I want to show you some Scriptures. Go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Because so we've got these language police out there that are trying to tell us all this stuff that we can't say, things we need to say instead. I was listening on the radio. Comedians now, they are scared to death to go do any of their bits in college campuses. Because college campuses, that's where today you go to a college campus... One of their main courses that they teach is how to get offended. I mean, it just—they're every—they can't say anything without offending some groups. I mean, sometimes it's funny. You know, it used to be funny to tell jokes. You know that I don't. You know, maybe stereotype women to put women in a group. And guys, it used to be funny to do that. We would do it for fun. Well, now we're not allowed to do that. You're not even supposed to notice any difference between a male and a female. I mean, you know, it, it's becoming discriminatory. To have male and female bathrooms. And you know what? The world can get their gender neutral bathrooms. We're always going to have male and female bathrooms here. So there are only one person ones. We're going to do it anyway. Why? Because we discriminate. We show the difference between male and female, and we're not ashamed of it. We're not going along with this stuff. But in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 17, Jesus said, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. 
For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whatsoever therefore, or whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And I show you this verse to show how much God cares about detail. Every jot or tittle. The way we would describe that, you know, like every dot of the I and every cross of the T. I mean, every little marking, every single word of God is going to be fulfilled. It is going to come to pass. It's 100% truth. And the Bible says, whosoever will break these least commandments, the ones that aren't even mentioned a lot, the ones that didn't make the Ten Commandments, you know, the ones that maybe are only mentioned one time, those who break those, okay, Bible says they're the least, but those who will do them and teach others, they will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. God wants us to pay attention to detail. He wants us to be obedient to the Scriptures that maybe are only mentioned one time. There are some things that are mentioned over and over and over again. There are some things that's just mentioned one time. And God cares about the details God wants us as a church, He wants me as a pastor to preach the Word the way it is. I'm not supposed to fix it. Like, well, you know, Lord, You wrote this a long time ago and it's 2015 now. I can't read that verse. Lord, if I read that verse, people are going to think I'm a bigot. They're going to think, you know, they're going to think I'm a terrible person. You know what? I just surrendered. I surrendered to the Lord a long time ago, and you know what? If they're going to brand me that, that's fine. But I'm going to speak the truth, okay? And false a false religion is a false religion. A lie is still a lie where I come from. It's just truth is truth, and God's word is truth. And you know, unfortunately, we're being bullied into shutting our mouths on a lot of these things and not noticing things that we should be noticing. And I'm telling you, you need, to, you need to pay attention. You need to discriminate. You know, we all do it. Alright, you say you don't, but I mean, listen, there's people out there that depending on how they look, you're going to be a little more careful with them. You know, you're going, to, you're going to watch them a little closer. You know, you're going to, you're going to pay attention to those people. You see your kids around them. You know, depending on how, they, you're going to, you're going to do something about it. You're going to discriminate. And it, that's okay. You should do that. You should pay attention. Why? Because there's dangerous people out there. And it's like the other thing too that our news media doesn't seem to want to admit exists in this world is evil. Every time somebody goes and shoots a place up, they all want to talk about mental illness. What kind, you know, and that's probably what they're going to determine this Muhammad Yusuf guy had. Well, he he had this mental illness. He was. They're already doing this. They're already because he had, by some statements and things he made. They're already trying to come up with things to show that he was bullied because he was a Muslim. Everybody thought that he was a terrorist just because he had a Muslim name. And so you know what? He just finally snapped and said, "Fine, I'll I'll be what you people want me to be." And they're going to end up blaming it on all of us. Is what they're going to do. That has nothing to do with it. You know what happened? He got right. With Allah, and I heard a guy just—I couldn't believe it—on the radio this week. He was—they were talking about this whole thing, and he, you know, this guy's done a lot of study of Islam, and he said, you know, if if Muhammad could come back today and give a prize to the group that's following Islam the best, ISIS would get the prize. They are doing 
what Muslims are supposed to do. And that's very politically incorrect, but I'm sorry, that was correct what he said. He was telling the truth. And people who have not read any of the Quran, who have not studied Islam at all, they don't understand. Part of that, you're supposed to, it is okay, it is good, it is honorable for you to kill infidels. Well, who are the infidels? People who aren't Muslims. They're doing what they're supposed to do. You know, we've got Christian people today, people who call themselves Christian, that we, we are offended that they call themselves Christian because they don't act like Christians one bit. And you know what? Muslims should be offended by Muslims who don't kill other people that are infidels. Because that's what they're supposed to do according to their religion. I know that's politically incorrect, but it's correct. Just go, no, don't go read the Quran. You might want to join them. Uh, yeah, you know, did you, I don't know if you heard, James Holmes, the Colorado uh, movie theater massacre guy. Since he's been in prison, he's converted to Islam. Why? Well, when you're a mass murderer like that, it would be kind of convenient to accept a religion that teaches what you did was good and honorable and is going to get you into heaven. But it's still a lie. It's not true. The news media doesn't want to talk about that, but it's it's true. And our God, He cares about the details. Jesus told Satan when Satan, He tried twisting Scripture with Jesus when He was tempting Him in the wilderness. But Jesus said to Satan, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Sometimes people will take a few words and they'll try to twist it. Like I, could, I could get up here and I could preach a message from the verse in the Bible that says, let him who stole, steal. I'll stop right there. You know, in most churches, people don't have their Bibles. They don't tell them to turn their Bible to whatever. They don't know what it says after that. It says, let him who stole, steal no more. You know, but I just left out two words. That's not a big deal. Just two words. But it makes all the difference in the world, doesn't it? And Satan will do that. And that's what and that's what the world is doing. That's what the news media is doing. That's what false religions are doing. They're changing the words. They're twisting words. They're taking out words. They're adding words. And it's changing everything. But God cares about the details. And that's why He gave us an every word Bible. That's why He said, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. Psalms chapter 12, verse 6 says, The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. Now listen, unfortunately, you go to most churches today, well, I believe the Word of God was in the originals. Well, we don't have the originals anymore. And so they've used that. Now they can take the liberty to say, well, yeah, the Bible says this, but that's a mistranslation. It would be better translated this, and they can change whatever it says. When the truth is, the Bible says that He would preserve His Word from this generation forever. And I believe it's in this King James Bible. If you've got another one you think it's in, let me know. We'll talk about it. But um, I believe we have the Word of God. And every word of it's pure, and every detail. And you know what? We're not going to walk away from those little details. Well, I am not going to shut my mouth just to not get along. I'm going to speak the truth and the truth is going to offend some people. I don't want to offend people. I hope I'm not offending anybody today. That's why I told the jokes just to kind of lighten the mood and stuff. So I don't want people to get mad. I don't want you to walk out of here and think, man, that pastor is terrible. He hates people. I don't hate people, but I love the truth. And we live in a world where good is being called evil and evil is being called good. And you know, I can't back down and go along with this. I just could not believe our news media 
when they were just they're going on and on. What would cause this? And the answer is just right there. Muhammad. <laughs> are you saying everybody that has the name Muhammad is going to go around killing people? If they're right with Muhammad, they are. <laughs> if they're you know if they're backslidden, they'll be peaceful people. According, according to their religion. But you better hope they don't get radicalized. You better hope they don't get too devout because that's what they're supposed to do. And do they all do it? No. But you know what? Not all Christians soul in either. Not all Christians go to church. Not all Christians live for God. But they should. That's, just, that's what our Bible teaches. And you know what? That's what their book teaches over there. Exactly what these people are doing. According to his religion, he should he's going to go to he should be in paradise right now, and he's he's wrong because their religion's a lie. We know he's in hell today, and I know we're not supposed to say that either. See, the world's changing; they're changing what's right and wrong. First Peter chapter two verse eleven, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. Okay, now notice a few things here. One, he said, you know, they speak against you as evildoers. Now, does anybody think that Peter was telling them to do anything evil? No. I mean, what is so evil about sharing the gospel with somebody? I mean, boy, me and Brother Steve, just last week, we made some people mad at us because we just tried to share the Gospel with them. What's so... Now, you and I know there is nothing wrong with that. But our world thinks it's totally appropriate to be rude, throw you off their property, to be ignorant. I mean, I had a guy not too long ago, I mean, he just, he just cussed me out like you wouldn't believe. Why? He thinks I'm an evildoer. He thinks I'm the bad guy. Why? He probably watches a lot of MSNBC. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably. I mean, he's just going along with what he's hearing from the world. I mean, television today, if they have Christian people on there, they're always portrayed as nuts. They're always portrayed as mean, hateful people. And you know what? We've got to show them by our good works that we are not the evildoers. But guess when it's revealed that we are the good guys? On the day of visitation? The day of the Lord? The day of Christ's coming. <laughs> I and mean, that's the subject we're going to probably talk about next week. But by then, it's kind of too late for them. And so you know what? For right now, the world is going to continue to talk about us as evildoers. Messages like I'm preaching today would be, you know, are going to be considered hate speech. It won't be long and it will be illegal to say some of the things that I'm saying. It's coming. It's already that way in some countries. And they will continue to do that. But one of these days, Jesus Christ is going to return and they will know then that you know what? There was a witness in our community. There were believers in our community. Truth was proclaimed in our community and they will have no excuse. And when the wrath of God is poured out on them, they're not going to have any excuse. They will be without excuse. There was a light in our community. There were people that told the truth and we rejected. And when instead... They're not going to get right. We know from the Scriptures they're going to blaspheme. They're just going to continue to blaspheme God. And it's going to be too late. And I know, I know that's not pleasant, but it's truth. But also, you know, if you believe things like John 14.6 where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by Me. You're a bigot. Well, what about people that believe in you know, Buddhism? What about people you know, that are Jewish? They believe in the same God we do. They just don't believe in Jesus. Well, first of all, that's wrong. 
Uh, Jesus said, if you believe in the God and believe in God, you believe in me. You can't separate those two. But truth is, it's it's not being a bigot. It's true. It's it's just truth. We might have some. I, I know this is an extreme, but maybe we got somebody in here. You know, you're you're just a thrill seeker. You just have something and you you want to do crazy things. Maybe you want to jump off a cliff. You are inclined to jumping off cliffs without parachutes. That's what you want to do. That's a desire of your life. And who are we to hold you back from getting that thrill, from doing what you want to do? Well, we're people who care. And if you jump off a cliff without a parachute, you're going to die. And, and that's just truth. And I know it's not maybe what somebody wants to hear. I know that they'll make that's what they want to do, but I'm sorry, it's destructive. And many lifestyles that people are pursuing today, it ends bad every time. It will destroy your life. It will. It will. It is an abomination to God. And you know what? We can tell. Oh, fine. Yeah. You know what? Hey, we want to show these people that we love them. You want to jump off a cliff? You go be who God made you to be. He obviously made you a thrill seeker. And what a thrill that's going to be. I mean, that would be fun flying from a cliff like that. It's going to be fun until you hit the bottom. And you're going to hit the bottom. And it doesn't matter what you are inclined to do. It is going to hurt and it's going to destroy you. And I know that's an extreme, but you know what? We live in a world today where that's not that much of an extreme. It really isn't. I mean, some of the, just some of the stuff that's going on, I, I don't understand it. You know, if you're a ten, if you believe in the Ten Commandments, well, you're a legalist. How dare you have a problem with somebody else's lifestyle? How dare you? I mean, you know, but at the same time, we're fine with the "Thou shalt not kill" part. You know, we have no problem with putting murderers away for the rest of their life. You know, because I guess that's kind of convenient for us to <laughs> not have people out there trying to kill us. But all the other commandments, though, I mean, how dare you? How dare you? Speak against what somebody wants to do. It's it's because it's truth. The the sins that people do, they don't just hurt other people. They hurt them. They destroy them. So the Bible says, abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. The more sin people get into, the deeper in sin they get into, the less likely it is that they're going to get saved. They still can get saved, but the chances of it are going to decrease. As they get into deeper and deeper darkness, it's going to get harder and harder. And somebody's got to shine the light. Somebody has to shine the light. And what they see, they might not like it first. I mean, could you imagine? I, I met a friend, a friend of mine. He was one time he was in a mall and he was talking to a girl, and you know, and he's being like a guy, you know, trying to impress and all that stuff. And his sister's with him. And after they got done, his sister is just laughing. And he's like, what? She's like, you've got a booger on your face. <laughs> and you know, nobody wants to hear you got a booger on your face. But at the same time, you kind of need to, don't you? I mean, you know, have you ever been there before where you'd been out and about for a while and then you know, maybe you realize you forgot to zip your pants up? Who saw that? <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a horrible feeling, isn't it? It's like, why couldn't somebody have told me? You know, why didn't, some, why didn't somebody let me know? And listen, one of these days, people are going to realize the, you know, the destruction that's going to come because of these choices they made. And they're going to be wondering, why didn't somebody tell me? I, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I didn't want to embarrass you. Well, listen, you know, 
Okay, yeah, I would have been embarrassed if you'd have seen me with my pants unzipped. But so you, you wouldn't embarrass me. You let me go and let everybody see that my pants weren't zipped. How is that being kind? How is that love? And listen, and that's just something that's embarrassing. And yet we are letting people and encouraging people to do things that will destroy their life. And we don't want to say anything because we're so scared of offending, making anybody feel bad. We've been told, you know, zip your lip, be quiet, only think about yourself. And that's not what God's called us to do. If you believe, you know, we're told if you believe someone's lifestyle is a sin, you're considered intolerant. That's the big word. And you know what? I can prove from the Bible that they are the intolerant ones. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. And folks, listen, folks, I take these verses in the Bible personal. I know Paul's talking to Timothy here, but I believe this applies to me too. Uh, I mean, God's called me to be a pastor. I, ha- I have to obey this, folks. All right? Okay? I don't make the rules. If, if I was a judge, okay, if I'm a judge and you get found guilty, they've got to sentence you and they do it based on the law. They don't make them up. At least they're not supposed to. I know our Supreme Court makes up laws, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. They're just doing what they're told. I'm up here today just doing what I've been told. Second Timothy 4.2 Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. See, I, I, I do these things with long-suffering. I put up with the fact that not everybody listens. That not everybody likes it. That sometimes people get mad and leave and never come back. Sometimes people will say terrible things, but you know what? I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm going to be long-suffering. I'm going to... I'm going to tolerate your intolerance towards me. When I say you, I'm not talking about you personally. I know y'all are supportive. But listen, and then in verse 5, or no, I lost my spot. 3, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That term there, endure, uh, that it means... Basically, to tolerate is the definition of endure. To tolerate. And the Bible says the time will come when they will not endure. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. And our world today is intolerant of the Bible. We want to talk about intolerance. We need to talk about our world. We need to talk about the news media. We need to talk about our government. They do not, they cannot endure sound doctrine. That's why they want to silence us. That's why they want to do whatever they can to shut us up, to keep us quiet, to keep us... I mean, you know, just they, they don't want what we're being said to get out there. You know, anytime like a celebrity that is kind of a Christian, I get, you know, speaks the truth. Oh, we've got to silence them. We've got to get them off the air. We need, we need to boycott their show. Why? Because they can't endure sound doctrine. All they did was told the truth. I mean, I love when politicians accidentally tell the truth. They get in so much trouble. I mean, even our, even President Obama, he said some things before that were completely true on accident. Okay, when he tells the truth, it's usually an accident. And man, did he get in trouble? And I'm, whenever I, you know, usually I'm on, I'm not on his side. But there's every time I see the news media mad at him, I'm usually on his side. And I'm telling you, these people—they're the thought, the news media—they're the thought police, the word police. I mean, and these politicians are so careful. Jeb Bush. He got, he got asked a real simple question. Hey, what do you think about transgenders in the military? Oh, well, if I think that's something that's up to the generals. If there's, if there's a way that they can do that and still keep the morale of the troops up, you know, then I'm all for it. 
Coward, I'm not going to vote for you. <laughs> There's no way. He should have said, absolutely not. That's weird. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. But oh, you can't do that. You can't do that today. Why? Because woe, to call evil good and good evil. What about to call girl boy and boy girl? And that's where we're at today. You're, if you're a man, and it's like the, and so I was listening to they were talking about some of the uh, writings on a lot of these new things they're trying to teach people now, and they were talking about we need to make sure we refer to people as the gender that they associate themselves with today, because it could change. I might want to be Tommy today and Tammy tomorrow, <laughs> and, and and if I show up looking feminine. Y'all better be respectful and call me Tammy because and refer to me as she. And then if I come back the next day dressing like a man, you know, you all need to be sensitive to that and be aware of that and watch. Not me. Not me. I'm I'm not gonna do that. If I see a guy and he's wearing a dress, first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep my kids away from him. Second thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna laugh. Alright? Because and because I'm not gonna do that. That's weird, it's messed up. You're not supposed to say that. I know, but I'm not politically correct. I'm correct. And that's what, that's what I want. The world is changing what is fact and turning it into fiction. Romans chapter 1, we don't have time to go through all of Romans 1, but it says, "...who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever." You know, It's what people want to be instead of what God created them as. That's what they want to make a big deal about it. And that's why they deny a Creator. That's why creation is is not being taught in schools anymore. They're teaching them fiction, like the theory of evolution, and teaching it as fact when it is completely a fraud. And that's another word you're not supposed to say anymore too. I I was reading a thing. You're not supposed to say fraud. And it's a fraud. It's fake. It's not real. Well, that sounds... You're crazy. You're, you're denying evolution. You don't believe the world's billions and billions of years old? Nope. I don't. And so, you know, I'll get labeled crazy. Marco Rubio, he got in trouble several years back because he said in 6,000 years of human history, oh man, they got all over his case for that. Oh, creation! When Sarah Palin was running as vice president, hey, we found out, you know, the people in the campaign, they found out that she believed in creation. We've got to do whatever we can to keep that quiet. We can't have her talking about creation because you know, that's just that's fantasy. That's what they've done. That's what they've said. And you know what? Many people believe it. Even churches today are scared to teach in a young earth. They're scared to teach in creation. They're scared to say that dinosaurs lived on earth with man. I'll say it. I believe it. And... I think Job saw one. If you go read Job chapter 40 and 41, I think he saw two of them. Go, go read it. They, I know the Schofield says that it was an alligator or a hippopotamus. Okay, How many have ever seen a hippopotamus with a tail like a cedar tree? Okay, Schofield, he had some serious issues. i got a Schofield reference Bible, but I don't pay attention to most of his references. He was, he was pretty goofy. But... They're changing these things. Our world has become clueless to truth by design. Second Peter says they're willingly ignorant. They're willingly ignorant. It's not because they're mentally incapacitated. I don't want to say stupid. I don't want to use any of the politically incorrect terms. 
It's on purpose. It's by design because they don't like the truth and they think they can change it. And listen, the curse is on those who go along with the lies and we've got to protect ourselves from the curse that comes with these lies. But we will not protect ourselves by closing our mouths. If we continue to let the world lie to us and we don't oppose them, eventually we will believe it. That's just the way it is. It was once said, if you tell a lie loud enough and long enough, eventually people will believe it. And if we just say, you know what, fine, it's the world, let's just keep our mouth shut, let's not offend anybody, we will eventually believe it. We will eventually believe that our ancestors were monkeys. We will eventually believe you know, that we went from goo to zoo to you. That's one way they put it. We will believe those things. We will... I mean, you look at what's being accepted today. And they didn't get that way overnight. It happened over time. And we have allowed the world who... I know there's no, been, there hasn't been any official laws passed banning the Bible. Okay, But people do know if they speak the truth of the Word of God, they're going to come under attack. And so they back down. Like, oh, I won't do nothing. We can't do that. We will fall for this stuff. And you can go, go ahead. You go be politically correct, but you'll be wrong. And it will hurt you. It will end bad for you. I want to be right. I'm supposed to be preaching the truth. I'm supposed to be trying to help people. I've got six kids that I'm raising. I don't want them to turn out to be freaks. I don't want them to turn out to be miserable. I want them to be happy. And therefore, I've got to teach them the truth. And it's hard when you live in a world that's just full of lies. So We don't have regular TV in our house. I don't want them watching the news. I don't want them watching these programs and things for kids that are just scrambling their brains. I mean, I'm not going to do it. Because I want them to know truth. I want to be clear. I want them to live truth. And so just remember, being politically correct equals incorrect. Concentrate on the Word of God. Put that stuff out of your mind and just trust Him. So with that, let's all stand together. Heads bowed and eyes closed.